0: Welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 75. The most
1: important letter you'll ever write. Oh, I love that. I like it too. I even know what it's about, and I'm intrigued. (laughs) (laughs) Not that it's not intriguing content, because I know. I just think that's a cool title. Yeah,
0: I do too. I'm excited about this one. Yeah,
1: I'm excited too. All right. Cool. Good talk. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Tune in next week. Join us next week
0: for episode 76.
1: (laughs) No, um, anyways, we're going to talk about that. I think my brain was going there, and we're not talking about that yet. So that's why I was pausing. (laughs) Um, This weekend, we have lots of fun plans. I'm so pumped, y'all. It is actually legitimately fall. Obviously, like according to the calendar, but also our weather. The high today is like 70 I don't know. I'm just loving it. I feel like so in my fall vibes. I've got my candles. I'm just, I'm wearing my hoodie. I love it. I'm so excited. We have so many like fun little plans. I think seasons just bring things to do. Yeah. Which is what we love so much about it. But we've got this really fun thing in our neighborhood this weekend Like 30 different concerts on people's porches. um, And you just walk around to people's porches, and there's legitimate, like, great music. That's what I love about living in. I know.
0: I don't know if you could pull that event off in many other cities. I think it's 44.
1: Oh really? Oh total probably yeah. over the course. Yeah. So that
0: all these different acts, some solo, some full band on front porches yeah. doing these mini concerts yeah. and you just walk around and get to hear all this incredible music. Yeah.
1: No, it's it's super fun. And and if you're like a host house, you like you have the band over at your home and you help them set up and you have food. We gotta do that next year. Yeah. I'm like sold,
0: it's so. great. So like I'll give you an example. This was like two years ago. If you grew up uh, and you're around my age in in the church you'll never forget the christian group dc talk they were like the bomb right yeah. and i, I love them I, I saw them in concert like i just thought they they were amazing right and two years ago yeah like half of dc talk was just on a front
1: porch yep yeah it's crazy nashville's crazy we don't live in nashville we live in franklin but it's not far. Yeah. So people I was like, them. that's DC talk. That's pretty good cool. On our front porch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, and then we're going to do like the pumpkin patch thing because yeah. you have to. Um, I don't think it's fall unless you do that. And, and our house
0: and... continues to grow with fall decorations.
1: I mean, I don't think you can ever have too much.
0: We have a 12 foot skeleton <laughs> in front of our house.
1: Yeah, that's true. You don't think it's too much? No, it's perfect. <laughs> it's great. Pepper love loves it. it. She's wave, She like waves at all the skeletons. I know we said that last week about the little ones that we have in our inside, but she loves the one outside. She just walks up to it and just waves as frantically as she can. So yeah. I'm all about it. If she likes it, I'll keep going. I am just, she's just revving my engine. I'll just keep on decorating. <laughs> we have to
0: create a whole line item in our budget for
1: holidays, holiday <laughs> decorations. Holiday decor. yes. I know. I'm game.
0: I'm okay, that's good. It's good. Are you ready to dive into this? I am. Yeah. Okay. So let me. Like, quick backstory. Um, I've been thinking about death a lot lately. Wow. I know, and it's not that Jeffrey Dahmer show we've been watching.
1: Okay. Yeah. Don't have to get me going on it's that. It's on
0: Netflix, y'all. It Don't is watch the it. most disturbing thing I have ever seen. Don't watch
1: it. It's, we got in too far and now it's like, I just need to know how it ends. But it's a, it is a very disturbing not even the right word. It is dark. It's, it's really, it's dark. So don't watch it. Yeah. But anyway.
0: I love studying human behavior, so I can't help yeah. but watch this. Yeah, but it's it really is it, disturbing. It, but that's not what got me thinking about that. A couple of things have happened. One is, I don't know if we've ever talked about Miss Barbara on this podcast. I
1: don't think we have. So
0: we have this farm about an hour outside of Nashville, several years ago. And there's a cemetery on the farm. Um,
1: not your cemetery, no, it's just it's it was there when you old bought it.
0: Family cemetery rarely is anybody ever there, it's really, really old. But occasionally, it's only happened one other time, somebody actually gets buried there. So, Miss Barbara's husband passed away several years ago, she was distraught. I would see her on my farm all the time because she would literally come and visit her husband's grave and just sit there for hours mm-hmm. daily. And uh, so I got to know her a little bit. Crazy story about our dog, Marshall. Mm -hmm. So she was so distraught that one day she decided she was going to take her own life. She literally laid down on top of her husband's grave with a bottle of pills, was getting ready to take the pills. And my dog, Marshall, wandered into the cemetery. I didn't know that any of this took place. Uh, So one day, I'm visiting Miss Barbara while she's in the cemetery, and Marshall walks in. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, that's my dog. She's like, that's your dog? I was like, yep. She said, that dog saved my life. I was like, tell me more. Because if if you've ever met Marshall, he is like a 100-pound Great, sloth.
1: Yeah, he's huge and just lazy.
0: Yeah. So it turns out that day she was going to take the pills. Marshall comes out of nowhere, lays down next to her. And she felt like that was like a sign from God that you're loved, you're cared for, don't do this. And so she didn't. But she stayed distraught. Mm -hmm. And over the years, just got to know her a little bit better. Well, she passed away. And I didn't know it. I I don't know her family. I don't even know exactly where she lives. I know the area. And so the reason I knew is because she's buried next to her husband Mm -hmm. on the farm. So I'm out on the farm and I'm like, what the heck is that? Like, Whenever you look in the cemetery and you see fresh dirt, you're like, "Uh Mm uh-oh. And so I go over there and and it was with Miss Barbara. Mm -hmm. So she's laid to rest right next to her husband, which is exactly where she would want to be. But I'm just looking at this fresh grave and it's a little different out in the country, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, literally just dirt with a little marker. Maybe she'll get a bigger marker one day, but a little temporary marker just down. in. in the, and again, death is not new to me as a you know former pastor. I, I spent, gosh, so much time at funerals and, and such. So that whole thing is not new, but it just kind of caught me off guard. I'm just staring at this dirt like, and we all know this, but it's like it, it comes down to that. Like mm-hmm. the end of your life, You're they're going to dig it. a hole, and they're going to put you in it. You know, and obviously my personal beliefs are that there is life after death. But as far as your time here on this earth, it's gonna end by you being put back down to the ground or mm-hmm. however you choose to be remembered. And so it just got me thinking a lot about death. And then a couple of days ago my grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh her and my grandpa, you know, they're both in their early nineties, ninety four, and been married, I think seventy two years. God. And they they were both going down. In fact, we actually thought my grandpa would probably pass away first, but he didn't. My grandma passed away, and uh, so that's got me thinking a lot, right? Just about life and death and how you're remembered and mm-hmm. funerals, you know. This week, and I, I'm actually looking forward to going to the funeral. I want to hear stories, yeah. uh, stories I didn't necessarily even know about my grandma that I, I look forward to hearing people uh, tell about her life. An amazing life, an amazing woman, just. Mm-hmm. Servant's heart to her core. Mm. Um, She worked in the preschool. Mm. My grandpa was a pastor. She worked in the preschool ministry. I think for sixty years. Wow, that's what she did (laughs) every Sunday. Wow, preschoolers like into her eighties. She was doing that's that work. It's a lot of work, and uh, but that was her love, and that was her passion. That's how she served. So we'll be remembering her this week, and it just got me thinking a lot about this, this whole idea of life, death, how you're remembered, what you leave behind, all that kind of stuff. And, and the, the truth is that in our culture, we spend a lot of time thinking about life after death from the standpoint of, is my family going to be taken care of? Mm-hmm. It's almost always financial. Right At some point, as you get older, you're probably going to do some kind of trust, some kind of something where you're going to fill out a document saying, here's what I'm leaving behind and here's who I'm leaving it to. Right. So we got that concept down. What we don't have down, in my opinion, is the more valuable things that we can leave behind, which is how you think. What are your values? What did you learn about your time here on this earth? We haven't really figured that out. We haven't made that a priority. So we leave the stuff behind, but we don't necessarily leave behind these really important things like what we think, what we learned, our values, our hopes, our advice, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I picked up a book a couple weeks. Yeah. You know, I've been reading this book, right? I got it right here, actually. If you're watching on YouTube, that's the cover. Uh, It's called For You When I'm Gone. And it's written by a guy named Steve Letter. Uh, I believe he's a, a rabbi out of like is. California. Mm-hmm. And it's the Twelve Essential Questions to Tell a Life Story. And I love this book. Like I, I really if if what we talk about today is interesting to you, you you should pick up the book because I, I I think it has some just great ideas in it. It's practical. Uh, very practical. And um in the book he he thought i didn't know this um but i took hebrew in seminary but it, it didn't stick real well with me as you might imagine <laughs> wow. i can barely speak english so foreign languages were not, were definitely difficult for me team. but i learned in this book that the word the word for word in hebrew is the same word for the word thing in hebrew it's it's the word devar, and it means word or, or it thing. means thing, okay. right? And to me, I think that's a very deep spiritual point because what it's essentially saying is that our words have weight. Mm-hmm. They're concrete, they're material as any thing, right? That we'll ever own or ever, ever leave behind. But we think about leaving things behind. We don't think about leaving words behind. But in essence, I think all the way back, previous cultures have been trying to tell mm-hmm. us, ah, leaving behind words is really, yeah, really
1: important. It's so true. I was thinking about, um, I gosh, a while ago, even thinking about my grandmother um, who is still with us, but I was thinking I would love to interview her and have yeah. like, I want to hear her stories. Yeah. I want to hear her words. And it's so hard to get around to doing that. And it's like, dang, I, I want to do that because I just know we would all just sit around and listen to it because you yep. want to like remember her her memories and the lessons that she learned but you actually did it
0: I did and and that's the other thing that spurred this on was a couple of years ago I sat down with my grandparents and I interviewed them for an hour and a half mm-hmm. about their story about how they grew up about all, all the stuff and the very first thing I did after learning that grandma had passed away yep. was go back and listen to that you recording did. yeah and Oh, I, I was just so grateful. I had, I actually had not listened to it. Yeah. Obviously, I was there sitting for it, but I had not went back and listened to the whole thing since the day mm-hmm. we had recorded that. And it, man, there, there's very few things more valuable to yeah. me than yeah. to have that captured. Totally. And so, you know, maybe somebody will do that with you, but the chances are it probably won't happen. So why not be proactive and try to create something? And so, mm-hmm. what he talks about in this book. Is um, in different traditions call it different things. Some people call it an ethical will. Other people call it a legacy letter. But the idea is that you leave behind words for your loved ones, so that you can journey with them long after you're gone. Mm-hmm. Right, and that const- that's beautiful to me because, like, I can't even I'm, I can't even talk about it here. I'll start crying. But like the <laughs> see, I already, are. already. I already am. <laughs> but the idea one day that my kids will be here without me, mm-hmm. like, whoo. And I've already, for years I've been thinking about what I can leave them, right? So I I hope there's some valuable things that will be passed on. But the most important thing I can leave for them really are words. Again, advice, what I've learned from life, all of that, like my story, how I've dealt with things, has immense value for them. Yeah. Not so much now at their, at yeah. their teenage years, yeah. but down the road, that's going to mean the world mm-hmm. to them. And so as you know, I've had a goal for a while to write a book uh, for, the, for the kids, and I'm still probably going to do that. But I like this step first because it's a letter that essentially could become a book if you ever wanted to develop it more. Mm-hmm. But for just the average person, this is something that anybody can do. And so what I want to do, so he talks about there's 12 questions that if you can answer these 12 questions for your loved ones, you're going to leave behind this legacy letter, this ethical will, whatever you want to call it, right? You'll have that to leave behind. So I'm going to write mine now, this year. But I think it's something that you want to update.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. I'm not done learning. Far from it, yeah. right? So I'm going to add to it as time goes on. But I, I think it's important to get it started now. Okay. So you want to hear the 12 questions? Yes. I think everybody But These are very interesting to me. Okay. Uh, by the way, if you, if you want a biblical example, I know everybody listens to the podcast Christian, but I, I thought this was interesting. Uh, in the Bible, the first kind of record of any kind of like legacy letter, ethical will, Genesis 49, Jacob, uh, as he's dying, gathers his, to his deathbed, all of his sons, and he offers them a blessing. Mm. And if you were interested in reading that, it's Genesis 49, I think it's verses like one through 33 or something like that. But, um... The, again, this goes way back, but I think for some reason in our culture we've kind of lost this art. We've lost this tradition.
1: Well, it's, you just assume and hope that people remember, and or that someone will tell someone that story. And it's just so not always true. Yeah. You know. So like, just creating this, I think, would be really cool. And like to me, it sounds morbid. And I'm like, well, I'm only you know 32 years old. Like, I don't want to write this legacy letter, but mm-hmm. I, it is interesting to write it, start it. And then edit it throughout, yeah. and I want like I want to send this to people that I want them to do that yes. too. Like my mom, my grandma, my whomever, because um, I think it's really cool. And you do don't know too. how long you're going to be here.
0: I do too. Yeah, I'm going to get to these t- twelve questions. Yeah. I swear. But <laughs> uh, well, you know, I did with my dad. I was going to bring that up. I was going to wait. Christmas, yeah. I got him this thing called Storyworth. Just Google it. I think it's awesome. It is. And my dad gets a question emailed to him every Everybody. week. I select the questions. They give you examples of thousands of questions. I send him a question every week, and he answers that, right? And then at the end of the year, they put all that into a book. It's genius. So that if you kind of want even an easier route, that's that's another route you could take. If there's somebody in your life, you're like, I, w- I want to know what their legacy letter yeah, would be. it's
1: a good Christmas gift. Yeah, okay. okay. So
0: here are the 12 questions that he says. If you answer these 12 questions, For your loved ones, you're gonna. This is your legacy letter. All right. Number one is, what do you regret? Hmm. And there's a a method to the order of these questions. He talks about that. I won't get into that. We don't have time. But there, there is, what do you regret? I, I, I think just the nature of that question, because I can't answer it for everybody, but I, I could answer it for myself. It, my regret is not something I did. My regret are the things I haven't done. Mm. And so right off the bat, think about what you're leaving behind for kids, your grandkids is helping them already begin to shape life up to see that there are some things that sting more than failure Mm. and regret is one of those, Mm -hmm. right? And most of our regret comes not from things we've done, but from things we haven't done or we haven't tried. So again, there's a method to all this. So what do you regret? Number two, when was the time that you led with your heart? I love that. That's, That's a good led, you led with your heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, what was your biggest failure? Number four, what makes you happy? I love that one, too, because, I, again, when I think about my kids, grandkids, maybe great-grandkids one day, I'm going to be a great-great-grandpa. Don't you think?
1: A, you're gonna be a great great grandpa. No,
0: like a good great grandpa. Oh,
1: oh, why wouldn't you just be like a good grandpa?
0: I'm gonna do that, <laughs> but then I'm really gonna crush the great grandpa part. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking about that. Like for me, as I answered that question, I know what's gonna come out of it. It's it's. I thought there was a lot of different things that were gonna make me happy. And it had nothing to do with things. It had to do with experiences. Mm -hmm. That thing might have led to an experience, so I enjoyed the use of it or sharing it with somebody, but the thing never brought me happiness. It was the experience, the The shared experience with others. Mm -hmm. Um, Number five, what got you through the greatest challenge? The greatest challenge of your life. What got you through Mm -hmm. that? That's good. Um, Number six, what is a good person?
1: That's like such a simple question yeah what is actually super profound
0: number seven what is love Mm -hmm. number eight have you ever cut someone out of your life
1: wow that's an interesting like ad for that top 12
0: that's one where i'm gonna get all into boundaries and my lack of boundaries throughout my
1: life yeah you could write a book on Mm -hmm. on number what was that number Uh, Eight. Number eight, written by Pete. Number
0: nine, how do you want to be remembered?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I love that. Number 10, what is... Oh, go ahead.
1: I like that one because, again, that's the same kind of echoes that first one you read, but how do you want to be remembered? By writing it down, you are stating how you want to for people to remember you. So you almost have to shape your life like that. If That's you right. do that now, you can shape your life to be remembered in such a way. Yeah.
0: I'm going to come back to that in just a okay. second. Cause that is a great point. And I want to land the plane there uh, because again, I, I, I think there's a, uh, I think this exercise is twofold. I mm-hmm. think one, yes, most importantly, it's you're leaving others. a beautiful legacy for others. For Number you. two, this is going to give you some focus and vision for how you want to live your life. Uh, okay. So how do you want to be remembered? Number 10, what is good advice Number 11, what will your epitaph say? Your what? Uh, Like your tombstone.
1: Oh, I've never heard that word in my whole life.
0: That's kind of an old school word. I guess I never really use it. Okay. But like, you know, that's... What would your tombstone... Yeah. Um, And then number 12 is what will your final blessing be?
1: This kind of makes me sad.
0: No, no, you shouldn't be sad. Uh, I, and what's cool too is he, uh, he helps people do this. Like, it's part of what he does. I guess he coaches them through this process. And so he put tons of examples, like, on wh- what is your final blessing? I'll read mm-hmm. a few because he, he put these are real life examples of what, how people answer that question. Um, this, I think it's a lady wrote, Remember that you are love and you come from love. Live for the living. Um, Sit with full presence and speak from your heart. Mm. Sorry, I I can't read anymore, y'all. I don't have my reading glasses on. Uh, Here's another one. Uh, Thank you for giving me my reason to live. Uh, Be honest. Be true to your faith. Think of me when you read a good novel, see a rainbow, or eat a juicy piece of brisket.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like telling people to think of you with a certain thing. Because yeah. they do. Yeah. Like, I, I think of my grandpa every time I see a cardinal. Like, it's just funny how... Or a dandelion. Dandelion. That was a thing, me. too. Yeah, wasn't? it was for me. But yeah, it's really cool. I like that a lot. The,
0: the whole point of the book was, and, and this is ultimately what I want to get across um, to everyone listening to this podcast, is don't wait. Right, don't, don't, don't put your loved ones in a situation where they have to guess mm-hmm. what your values are, mm-hmm. what your biggest regret was, what you learned in this one and only life you had. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't leave this up for everybody else to guess or interpret yeah. for you. Like, and believe, I have done hundreds of funerals where when I met with the family, it was clear they knew almost nothing mm-hmm. about this person except for where they grew up, of what kind of education they had, and where they worked Mm -hmm. for 50 years of their life. And that's about it. Mm -hmm. Like, plenty of times I've sat there with family who knew nothing about their dad, their sister, their mom. And so, like, I I just think, do a little work now to make sure that they have your words and your lessons and your advice with them so that you continue on that journey with them.
1: Yeah, you know your dad really well. Mm-hmm. You're very close to your dad. But him filling out these questions, I can't tell you the amount of times you've been on your computer and be like, Jordan, listen to this story. yeah, Or listen to this. Like, I can't believe, I didn't even know this. I had no, idea. I I had no idea he
0: went through this. I, I had no idea what some of the difficult challenges were that he faced in yeah. his life and how he got through those. Like, it yeah, has been so eye-opening. It's
1: not like a, it's not something that you necessarily think to ask over like a morning brunch, you know? So it's it's a really really cool and it i think opened your eyes to his experiences in really unique ways that made you feel less Mm -hmm. alone um and a lot of things that you went through so i don't know i think it's 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 a really really cool thing
0: yeah and uh, back to the added benefit this is where we'll land the plane uh besides having that incredible gift to leave behind to family friends is uh, so in my coaching, I do an exercise with my clients. I think it's one of the most powerful exercises that we do together. It's called Living with the End in Mind. Mm-hmm. And essentially, what I have them do is write their eulogy.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So it kind of goes back to that. How do you want to be remembered? I think is the question that he asked in those 12 questions that yeah. would be similar to this. But what it does when they do this exercise, it's, it's often very emotional for them. What it does is it creates this magnetic, like, pool power that draws us forward, our priorities, our vision for how we want to actually live our life. Right, and, and it helps them get some really sharp focus because often the things that they write about in their eulogy for how they want to be remembered, or what they want people to say about them, are not the things that they're spending they're the vast majority of their time on at all. And so this really helps you with your priorities. And, and I think this is something that can actually, it's not just about remembering back. This is doing this now. Kind of helps you begin to think a little bit more about living, as we talk about a lot, living a created life versus a default life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. so I, I think it's really important. I, I think this, clear, this kind of clarity that you get from doing something like this enables us to make better decisions, um, you know, to get up and get out of our comfortable patterns, create new habits, start moving towards a better future. And so, man. If, if you could do those two things in one deal, like leave an incredible gift for your family and friends and get clarity about your life now and start living towards that vision yeah. for your future, this could be a game changer for some people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really like it. In my brain, I, I have to do it from the angle of like, I'm doing this for me to like really clarify my path forward because it makes me sad to think about it as being like almost you know, remember me yeah. when I'm gone. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that there's those two angles that there are the benefits of. And it's really, I mean, you've seen your clients do this where they work through it and then they legitimately have to say, okay, well, these things are, are blocking that path and they change it. That's right. But if you don't do the exercise, if you don't think through these things, you won't change it. Because it, it just seems like, what you're doing is is good and fine, mm-hmm. and it probably is, but it's not going to move the needle as far as how you want to, how you want to be remembered and the in the real direction you want your life to go in a way that has meaning um so I just think it's really it's been cool to watch your clients do this, and it's so easy to do it
0: yeah it is it is so i, I again. Whether you get the book or not, I gave you the 12 questions, but the book really does give you a lot of examples and kind of gives you the understanding of of why that question is so important. Yeah. So if you're really serious about it, I just pick up the book.
1: When I'm gone, when um, I am gone by Steve Letter.
0: For you, when I am for gone. For you
1: when I am gone by Steve Letter. Yep. All right. It's a great yeah. one. I like it.
0: So, um yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what you've what, been thinking about? Yeah, that's what I've been thinking about. So, thanks for allowing me to have my own little therapy session today yeah. and talk through some of the loss I've experienced recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it just makes me think about again coming back to living a very intentional life.
1: Yeah, I really like it. I like doing that exercise and then like sharing it with somebody. Yeah. Like you know, I can see us, you and I, both saying we do these weird things where we're like, "Hey, let's have a goals setting night," or "Let's do this." <laughs> I can see us sitting down and answering these questions and sharing them. So I think that'd be really cool for you to do that too. And just, I don't know, it's, it's not, it's not morbid when it's could be life changing, you know, that's like right. if, if you see it in that way. So, um, I really, I like that exercise. And, um, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll write out all those questions in the description so you don't have to go through and rewrite oh, them all. That's sweet of you. Um, <laughs> that was really good. Uh, thank you. I'm kind of, I feel a little sad, but I'm just going to go outside and look at my pumpkins and I'll be happy (laughs) (laughs) again. I will, yeah, be good. No, that I love was really it. good. So, um, as always y'all, please feel free to share this, especially if you know somebody who you want to like maybe do this exercise with, maybe it's your family, um, your spouse, whomever. Um, I think that would be really kind of cool. Um, and then like, follow, subscribe, all the things. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening. You guys are our favorite people ever. Please engage with us, um, on social media. We absolutely love that um we kind of have our little community there and um it kind of gives us faces and people to the ears that are listening that we can't see so um, follow us on instagram there and yeah
0: and that was another good good sad talk